Hello and welcome to the Fantasyland Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shorten. We are, what, under three weeks from, from tip-off, which is super exciting. So I know that fantasy drafts are absolutely getting underway. All of mine are getting underway, so my weekends are chock-a-block for the next three weeks, which is great. This is this is the, the time that we want. This is um this is what we've been waiting uh, the last couple of months for. So very, very exciting in preparation. Obviously, I've got videos up about the different tierings, the top 20. Um, I'm taking questions across Instagram, taking questions across TikTok and putting a bit more depth into the players I do like, players I don't like, um, different outputs, um, reta- people returning from injuries, um, uh, unvaccinated players or people players that we're not sure if they are going to get vaccinated and what that means for their um, potential fantasy value. But yeah, plenty of content. Just uh, got to scroll across the different platforms to to get there. So I wanted to do another couple of podcasts as we lean into the um, into the drafts. This one I'm going to talk about sleepers. I'm going to do another one probably midweek to talk about bus instead of just racing through the 2025 that I've got here, I'm going to look at the ones that I really like and maybe the the slightly different ones that you can get at each position. So I'm going to do five on the sleepers, five on the bus, um, one for point guard, one for shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. Um, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully we are hitting something that we that we need and they're all going to be kind of ladies round sort of guys anyway so you're not going to have to reach too hard to get them unless you've got a couple of people in your fantasy league watching this together so what we will do we'll start with we'll start with point guard so i've gone with i've gone with reggie jackson here um for those who don't know Reggie Jackson is the um, is going to be and has been the starting point guard of the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, Kawhi Leonard is going to be out for pretty close to the entire year, if not the full year. Um, there was a report from the from Media Day. Um, the question was asked about from Ty Lue about Kawhi Leonard's um, output and where he what the timeline is at. He said that Kawhi was hopeful to play this year, hopes that he's going to play this year. That doesn't give me a whole heap of confidence. Um, obviously, if they start to put it all together towards the end of the year, then then great. He, he might get rushed back if they think they're a shot for um, for the playoffs or for, for making a deep run in the playoffs, but he's just signed a long-term contract, Kawhi Leonard, so they're not going to risk a re-injury for next year um, just for the sake of, of him coming back potentially half-cooked this year. So I'm kind of counting Kawhi Leonard out for the entire year, uh, which means that obviously Paul George is somebody that I've spoken about in the past. I think he's going to have a terrific year, but also I think that he's got to have some pieces around him. So there is a a couple of people like maybe Luke Kennard, maybe Terrence Bann, um, but Reggie Jackson, I think he's going to to get the start at the point and I think he's going to have a good year. So last season, he played 16 games without Kawhi Leonard. Um, He's per 36, so he averaged about 30 minutes a night there but obviously those were um, intermittent starts without him so he wasn't able to kind of get into the similar sort of groove that he would uh, without him for the majority if not a full season but he's per 36 stats 17 points 4.8 rebounds 5.8 assists just under a steal and 2.5 triples with 43% shooting from the field and 86% shooting from the line now Reggie Jackson has always been a 
well, before um, his time at the, the Clippers, he's always been a 16, 17, 18 point sort of guy with five assists. Um, and he's been pretty consistent of that. He hasn't had a had much of a, a long range shot, which he has put together as part of his role um, with the Clippers, which I really, really like going to this year. It is going to mean that his field goal percentage does hurt, but 17 and five and a half, 17 and six, for somebody that you can get really, really late in your drafts, probably around about that 100 mark, is going to be really good. Like if you look at those stats and you compare those to somebody like John Morant, who I've bashed quite a bit. Um, I, yeah, if, if you told me at the start of the year, hey, you can get Reggie Jackson at 17 and five with a couple of triples and you can get him at 100 or you can get John Morant with 17 and seven with no triples or one triple, um, then I, and you get him at 40, I'm definitely going to be taking Reggie Jackson all day. So I, I really like Reggie Jackson. If you need assists late, you need points late and you need triples late. I think that he's somebody who's going to produce really well. He's going to play 30-odd minutes a night um, consistently because they're going to need him to perform. And I think he's going to be the the Robin to Paul George's Batman. So I really like um, Reggie Jackson this year. Um, at the shooting guard slot, this is the guy who, um, if you've been following the podcast for a little bit or if, you, if you've known me for a number of years now, um, I have been... Big on this guy. Um, he's been one of my favorite sleepers, and I'm going to back him to the hills this year as well. It's Nikhil Alexander Walker. I was on him last year. I think I was a year too early. Uh, I did say that last year, but I, I think this is his year. He didn't get too much of a run to start the year, but his last 15 games, he had 17 points, four boards, three assists, 1.2 steals. 0.8 blocks, which is underrated, um, especially coming out of the guard slot, and three triples. And yeah, it was horrible shooting, but again, it's going to be a guy that you're going to be able to get 100 or 95, 100, 110 sort of range, and he's going to be able to produce top t- top 75 value. Um, no Bledsoe, no Lonzo. I don't think Devontae Graham's much chop. Um and I think Nikhil is going to be the guard there who runs the show. I really, really like him. Um, I think that a lot of people should be targeting him. If you're in leagues with me, you're going to have to target him early because I am going to jump the gun and grab him. And yeah, I, I think that he's going to have a really good year. The secondary person I'm going to throw in there just because we're talking about him is um, is Kyra Lewis. Kyra Lewis is... he's not known by a lot of people he's going to play backup point guard minutes and shooting guard minutes with that kind of that rotation um him um sorry not kill uh Devonte graham and kyra lewis and i think he's going to get some nice minutes and i think that he's going to produce as well so kyra lewis is somebody that you should chuck on the watch list um small forward norman powell i run comparisons with him and cj mccollum i run comparisons with him and um Buddy Heald, although that's an unfair one at the moment because Powell is better than Buddy Heald. But Buddy Heald, oh sorry, Norman Powell is a going to be a nearly 20-point a game sort of guy. He's going to get you a couple of triples. He's going to get you 1.2, 1.3 steals. Um, but more importantly, he's going to start and he's healthy for now. He's filling in or he's going to be running the Gary Trent Jr. slot. Um 
and I think that he does that better than what Gary Trent did because he can actually play, mate. He can he can get your three assists a night. He can get you. He'll have nights where he has six or seven assists, and the the lineup with um, Lillard, CJ McCollum, who last year moved more, who've moved away from playmaking more to put up more triples, um, frees up more room for Norman Powell to, to create as well. Then you got um, Robert Covington and Nurk at the centre. I I really like that lineup. I think that it stretches well and defends really well. Um, I Norman Powell, he's also going to get you some nice percentages. Um, I have been on him all of the off season. If I wish that we had some, I had some of my drafts early because even one week ago he was going at ninety five ish on Yahoo um, and about one twenty on ESPN. Seven days have gone by. He's into 88th on Yahoo. He's inside the top 100 on ESPN. So people are noticing him. People are grabbing him. Um, and rightfully so. I think he's going to have a top 20. That's hot, not top 20. Jeez, that would be good. He's going to have a top 70 year. Um, I, I think he could definitely have a top 60 year. He is extremely underrated, extremely undervalued, and hopefully um, he's undervalued for your league because he's somebody that you should definitely target whenever you get to the 80-ish sort of range. Um, at Power Forward, um, this is somebody who you you may or may not have heard of. Um, if you have heard of him, awesome. You either follow the team, you either follow Minnesota or... Um, you watch summer league and you're heavily invested in your basketball and fantasy basketball. If you haven't heard of him, that's fine. I think this is the year that you are going to notice him and you have, are going to hear of him. It's Jaden McDaniels, not to be confused for Jalen. Jaden McDaniels. Um, it's a, it's very much a a deep cut um, for this one, but I really like him late in your drafts. He, if you look at his stats last year, if you look at his projected stats this year, they aren't going to be much shop. They aren't going to be much that you're uh, going to write home about. They're not going to be somebody, he's not going to be somebody that you look at and go, yeah, I've got to target him right now, but we need to delve a little bit deeper. So his summer league stats, 16 points, six and a half boards, 1.3 steals, um, a block and 1.3 triples. So it's, there's that sort of potential. I, I don't think that he's going to hit that points. Um, ceiling this year um, but he's only competing with Toreen Prince and Jared Vanderbilt for the starting role and if even if he doesn't start um, week one game one I don't think it's long before he's going to take off that um, that starting role he he has a Jonathan Isaac a Robert Covington um, sort of skill set where bounce around the court really long defender can get you one and a half steals, one and a half blocks, and one and a half triples on a night. If he averaged that across the course of the year, I would not be surprised with six boards and maybe 10 points, um, realistically. So I, as I said, it is it is a deeper cut. He is going to be one of the, you know, like a 120, 130 sort of um, ADP come the next couple of weeks. But I really, really like him. And he's somebody that doesn't cost you much to get with really big upside. So Jaden McDaniels is definitely somebody that you should have on your watch list. And finally, center slot. I mean, I've got about 10 or 15 names um, that I really like at the center slot. It's impossible to get them all. Um, I obviously, yeah, 
you've got your your bigs at the start of the draft. You got your Jokic's, you got your your catch, you got your Embiid's, you got your Bam Adebayo's, your um, your Sabonis's, your Randalls, the other kind of center eligible players. You then move into your middle round. You got your JJJs. You got your um, your Miles Turners. You got your Vooches, or Vooches at the start. Your Valanciunas's, um, Rashawn Holmes. Then you're kind of moving. I'm, I'm definitely missing one or two names there. Um, then you're moving towards the back end of your draft. And that's where this guy comes into it. So over the last, so I'm talking about Mo Bamba. Um, he over the last 15 games of last season, he was the 85th overall player. He averaged 10 points, nine rebounds, and 2.2 blocks, just under a three as well. And that was only in 22 minutes per night. If you look at his projections going into this year. He is only projected at getting 16 minutes per night. Um, that's that's my ESPM. To be honest, I, I just don't I don't understand how that's going to happen. I don't understand how Mobamba is only going to see 16 minutes per night. He is not going to start the season as a starter, which is fine. Um, that's going to be Wendell Carter Jr. Again, fine. He's not somebody that I want to target because he just cannot stay healthy and a, a change of scenery um a new location is not going to change that he has had a shocking run and to be honest i think his back is just cooked so yeah wendell's gonna start but a i don't trust him to stay healthy and b even if he does stay somewhat healthy he's not gonna be able to do that at 30 odd minutes a night so they're gonna manage his minutes which means that bamba is gonna get more minutes he can stretch the floor blocks really well he's gonna be a close to a double-double sort of guy and you're going to be able to get him at you know 130 140 um as your last pick which i think is just money for jam there like i think he's going to have such a good year and he's so so cheap to get there is a realistic chance that he starts there's a realistic chance he's playing 32 33 minutes a night and if you look at what he did 22 minutes a night in the last 15 games you bump that up to 30 minutes a night, so you add an extra third to that, then, or you add an extra 25% to that, I should say, um, and you're looking at, you know, 12 and a half, 11, and what, 2.7 blocks. Now, I'm not saying he's going to average that, but hey, the the stats are there. The, the numbers are there, the track record's there, and he he could do it. Like he could He could have a really good year that could lead into a top 50 season. So, again, late in your draft, Mo Bamba is a guy who I am certainly going to be targeting, and I think you guys should be targeting too. So, if I was to, obviously, you don't want to take all of these guys. These aren't, you don't want to create a team of sleepers because it's just so high risk and so fraught with danger. So, if I'm prioritizing these picks um, in terms of, let's say in terms of upside, because that's what you're punting for whenever you're, um, Whenever you're going for sleepers, you are going for you're going for upside relative to to cost. So I think that upside relative to cost, um, I'd have Bumba number one, Nikhil Alexander Walker at two, um, Norman Powell, yeah, Norman Powell at three, Jaden McDaniel's at four, and Reggie Jackson at five. I think, as I said, I think Jackson's going to have a really good year. I just think that people are going to... He's a known name, so people are going to draft him a lot higher than the other guys. So, if you're prioritizing them, Bumba, Nor, 
Powell, Jaden, Reggie. That's what I'm going with. Um, otherwise, this is a, it's been a short and sweet one. I'm going to be back in probably half a week or so to do the bus one before we get into next weekend and we are doing um, some live drafts, which will be really, really cool. If you have any questions, hit us up on the socials. They'll be at the end there. I'm putting out plenty of sleepers, plenty of um, bus on TikTok. I am talking through some more um, of your top-level guys. I just did a, a video on Shay Gilgis Alexander and what this season is going to what it's going to take this season for him to go from a top 30 to a top 10 guy. Um, the gap is not as big as you think. Um, and I'm also going to go through your, your Paul Georges, um, your Michael Porter Juniors, um, Bradley Beals, Dame Lillards, these sort of guys as well, just to help you guys out at the top of your draft as well as back at the back end of your draft as well. So follow us on all the socials. And until next time, don't forget to rate and subscribe. <laughs>